calling Vladimir Putin today, Thursday, April 17th. This is The World. I'm Marco Werman. Russia's President Putin uses his annual phone-in TV show to stand firm on Ukraine and to answer questions from citizens. He picked one from a six-year-old girl who asked if Putin was drowning, would Obama save him? Also, evidence that those pro-Russia militias in Ukraine may not be local. This correspondent asked one group to name the village they were in. They were at a loss. They didn't know the name of the village. Plus, why some Sudanese women in California follow a tradition from back home that involves bathing their skin in wood smoke. It's relaxing. I like the smell. I like the skin color it gives me. I become orange. (laughs) That may sound weird, but it looks really nice. Support for PRI's The World comes from Medtronic, searching for runners who benefit from medical technology to run in the Medtronic Twin Cities Marathon or Medtronic 10-Mile Run. Application and information available at medtronic.com slash globalheroes. I'm Marco Werman. This is The World. Vladimir Putin seemed to have an answer today to all those in the West warning Russia to stay out of Ukraine. The Russian president said his nation has the right to send troops into Ukraine to protect ethnic Russians. He made that comment on a day when three pro-Russia protesters were reportedly killed in eastern Ukraine in a clash with Ukrainian military forces. Clearly, events on the ground today overshadowed high-level talks in Geneva aimed at finding a solution to the crisis. The BBC's David Stern is in Donetsk. So what's the latest today, David? What have you seen? Well, there's been obviously a lot going on as there has been every day recently in Ukraine. Um, Overnight, we had clashes between government forces and pro-Russian activists. As usual, it's difficult to say what exactly happened, but there are confirmed three deaths on the activist side. Uh, The government forces say that they were attacked. Of course, the activists say it was the other way around. Um, And there were 13 injuries, according to the government. This happened in Mariupol, and the incident took place at a National Guard base. Well, is this the first time violence has taken place there in, in this crisis? I mean, is there a sense that violence is spreading? Well, no. This It's still isolated. This is the first time that there's been violence in Mariupol, as far as I remember, um, although the activists have taken over a government building there and barricaded themselves in there. Um, we've had a number of incidents where there have been clashes or shots fired in the air, but so far it hasn't exploded into, and thankfully, it hasn't exploded into something much larger. Um, but the risk is always there. Now, you and I spoke yesterday about uh, Ukrainian armored personnel carriers being overtaken by pro-Russian activists, but some more details emerged today about what went down with one of these APC incidents, and it wasn't exactly the Ukrainian military's finest hour. These APCs were basically surrounded, if I get this correctly, by old babushkas with their like kerchiefs on and these famous non-insignia troops. Is that correct? Yes. Well, um, I was not there. I've been speaking to uh, other correspondents, including BBC correspondents who were there. Um, yeah, they are surrounded by everybody, not just babushkas and civilians, but there's all all types. And as far as I understand, there were some very serious gunmen that showed up. And, you know, again, nobody knows, nobody's able to check the identity of these people. Mm-hmm. Obviously, they, you know, you can't walk up to them and say, show me your passport. But uh, one BBC correspondent walked up to two people who were uh, outside next to some APCs and uh, said, uh, excuse me, what's the name of this village? And they were at a loss. 
They didn't know the name mm. of the village. Wow. So it's, yeah, so it, it indicates, and now, this doesn't mean that these are necessarily Russian, as are referred to, you know, as tourists. Um, they could be from another part of Ukraine, but it does show that there are uh, strong indications that there are people from elsewhere um, taking part in this. Now, uh, President Putin kind of dramatically stated that Ukraine is on the edge of an abyss. I is that rhetoric, do you think, or do you feel there on the ground that you're kind of staring into uh, a void? Uh, some moments, yes. Some moments, no. There's been, uh, obviously, there have been flare-ups, and we think that, you know, now it's it's all going to happen. And then the tension manages to dial back. Um, there's also a false feeling that if it's been quiet for the last five hours, and, the, and then the story is going flat, or that, you know, nothing's going to happen. But that's just, you know, from the journalist's point of view. It's important, and I and I and I try to keep in mind at all times that this could explode at any moment. Uh, it has been an extremely unpredictable story. Now, the the sense of being on the edge of the abyss.